Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Storytime with Cosplay Dude 637. That's me. I'm your host. In today's story, we return once more to the world of sword art online. The team has been recruited by the goddess Frigga to look after her son, Boulder. But Boulder seems to be invulnerable. What is their purpose here? Let's find out. never right for the hero type of role I admit with my heart shivering in fear I can see today's reflected in each costume even so he has been calling the heavens to me but I cannot hide all the emptiness inside my fleeting heart Once in my dreams I rose hands hard No matter how I'm knocked around or beat and down I will stand up for snored All of my love has yet to You think for lighting up the 
Chapter 7. A Fool's Errand. Sion, Liz, Silica, and Ruin were walking through the town looking at all the shops. The team had decided to split into two groups. Sion and her companions were to mingle in town so it looked like they were only staying because Boulder asked them to. Kirito and the others would stick close to him to keep him safe as Queen Frigga asked. Man, all these stores here have supersized stuff, Ruin whined. Dude, we're in a land of gods, so yeah, all the weapons and equipment here are going to be for them, ya noob, Liz snapped. Guys, let's not fight, please, Silica says. Ruin sees something out of the corner of his eye, and he heads down a dark alleyway alone. He follows the alley all the way down to the end, where it opens up into a beautiful garden. In the center of the garden was a large oak tree, and at the base of the tree was a man selling weapons. Fairy-sized weapons. The old man sat behind the counter on an old wooden bench. His clothes were old and tattered and had been patched a few times with different types of scraps of clothing. His shoes looked like they were tied on cloth. He was slowly eating out of an oversized bowl that almost had no food in it. He looked weak and frail. As Rowan made his way over to the run-down counter, one spear stood out to him. It was almost like it was calling to him. It was long, a good size for a spear, and at the tip was a silver head with tints of green in it. And at the point where the head meets the staff, there were two leaves on each side. When Ruin got up to the counter, he was almost drooling. Slowly, the old man looked up and smiled at him. My, a fairy, I did not think I'd see your kind here, the old man said. Over his head floats his gamer tag, Firbati. Oh, I guess not, but um, what race are you? You're the same size as me, Ruin asks. Oh, I am from Midgar. What brings your kind here? Firbati asked. We got invited by Lady Frigga. Firbati's right eye twitched as soon as he heard the name. Well, son, do you see anything you like? Yeah, I like that spear. Ruin points to the one that caught his eye earlier. Oh, you have a good eye, my lad. That is the mistletoe spear. It's very rare. As a matter of fact, it's the only one there is. Oh man, then I bet it's way out of my price range. I will tell you what, my young friend. I will give it to you. All you need do is show it off at tonight's event. Firbati lays the spear on the counter. Tonight's event? Oh yes, young one. Boulder will be showing off his invulnerability once again, and he will let anyone throw things at him, Ferbati explains. So you want me to throw it at him, but won't that just destroy the spear? Oh no, this spear is very strong, and not like it can hurt the beloved one. Slowly, Ruin reaches out and touches the spear. It seems to glow a lovely green light. He just had to have it. Okay, old man, you got a deal. There you are, noob, Liz says, running up. Have fun tonight, my dear fairies, Ferbati says with a dark and 
evil smile. Asa and I stand a few feet away from where Boulder and Thor are talking. I can only make out bits and pieces as they are so darn huge. Asana nudges me out of my revelry. She points to Sion and the others walking over. I can see that Ruin has equipped a new spear. Where did you find that? Asana just looks at me and shrugs. Once they make it over to us, we are also joined by Leifa and Klein, who were walking the crowd trying to keep an eye out for danger and also not get stepped on. Dog, this place is a pain in the ass, Klein snaps. Yeah, we almost got squashed like four times back there, Leifa adds. The crowd starts to move in closer and closer. We had to take to the sky not to get stepped on. We all land on one of the nearby pillars. What's going on? I ask, looking for Thor and Boulder. I find Boulder moving in front of an old makeshift target. He is not going to... Sion starts to say, but is cut off when Boulder holds up a hand. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time once again. Let us see if any of you can even dent my armor this time, he says with a huge smile. Yep, he is, Liz adds in. Boulder looks around the crowd. Most would not even meet his eye. It was like they knew they had no chance or as if he had already shamed them once. Will no one test my body? Boulder goaded the crowd. Not even Thor would step up. Then, out of my peripheral vision, I saw a hand go up. A normal-sized hand. I spun my head to see Ruin holding his hand up. I will try, he shouts over the crowd. Roars of laughter ring out from all the giant people. Till once again, Boulder holds up his hand and silence falls over the crowd. I have a spear from a shop here and Berbalek, and I want to test its steel. Boulder smiled and nods. Come, fairy, let us test that steel. The crowd spreads out and forms a half circle. Ruin flies down and lands about 50 yards away from where Boulder was standing. Ruin draws his spear and cocks it back, ready to throw it with all his strength. It's not fair! You're so much bigger than he! cries out an old male voice from the crowd. Boulder nods and shockingly shrinks down to the same size as us. Now, come throw your spear, Boulder says with a brave smile. Several things happened within the next few seconds. Ruin took aim and threw the spear. It slid through the air with ease. It was like it was cutting right through the air. The spear landed right into Boulder's heart. He stumbled back and sped out blood. Then he fell to the ground, dead. Somewhere in the crowd, a female scream let out and panic took over. From the back of the crowd comes a dark and evil laugh. One that I had already heard once. That day back in the dark forest. I scan the crowd quickly and spot him, his green and yellow armor with the large two-horned helmet. Loki, I shout. The crowd spread and there he stands looking at us. Hello again. Loki smiles and starts clapping. Thank you for killing Boulder for me. I mean, with this one death, Ragnarok has begun. Loki walks over, changing his size to match ours. 
He slowly pats Ruin on the back. Ruin has not moved in the last few minutes. Get away from him! Sion snaps and fires a single arrow at Loki. Loki jumps away and the arrow flies right between the two and lands in the floorboards. Till we meet again, little fairies, Loki says with an evil smile and disappears. Hey, you. Yeah, you. No, you right there. Are you a fan of Power Rangers? Do you like listening to people just randomly talk about all kinds of subjects? Well, then do I got the podcast for you. Zeo to Hero, the podcast. Jim and Billy, the bulk and skull of podcasting, talk about everything from Power Rangers to Gundams to who has the better hairstyle. These guys don't care. It doesn't matter to these guys. They will talk about it. You need to go check them out. That's Zeo to Hero, the podcast. On Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, they're on there. So go check them out. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. After the death of Boulder, my friends and I were arrested and thrown into the dungeon. I know what you all are thinking. This dungeon was made to hold Asgard people, so the bars of the cells should be really huge. We could just fly right through. Klein and I tried that. And got one heck of a shock. Seeing how all our weapons and gear were taken, we had no way to escape. Man, bro, this doesn't look good, Leva says, pacing back and forth. How could I be so stupid? Ruan states, knocking his head on the cell wall. It's okay, Rowan. You had no clue that would hurt him, Sion says as she makes him stop. Sion is right. From what you guys told us, you were tricked into it, Asuna adds. Yeah, I am betting the old man was really Loki, Leafa also adds in. What we need to do now is find a way out of here and back to Alfheim, Lizbeth says, looking out the window. Just then, Liz dove out of the window landing hard on the floor as a bolt of little white light comes flying in. The light pauses in front of Asuna and I and then transforms back into Yui. Mommy! Daddy! I found you! Yui shouts, hugging Asuna's face. Yui, where have you been? Silica asks. Daddy asked me to look into the code of this world, Yui replied. Okay, and was I right? Is the code different? I look over at Yui with a questionable look. Yes and no, Daddy. What do you mean, little princess? The code is from the Cardinal program, but it's on a totally different server. The server we are all on now is called G-O-W, Yui explains. Ruin's cat ears perk up and he smiles huge. You're joking, right? No, I looked twice. We are on G-O-W. Yui replied, puffing out her cheeks with her cute mad face. What's the big deal? Klein asked, rubbing the back of his head. G-O-W, or better known as God of War, is an old game from back in the day, Ruin explains. Oh, yeah, I remember that game. You played as Kratos and went about killing uh, Greek gods, I say. Yeah, but in the fourth game, it was Norse gods. 
There were rumors floating around the net that someone was wanting to make a game where you could play as a god or as a human, Ruin explains. Someone must have used the seed and made that game a virtual world, Leafa says. This is all great info and all, but how does this help us get out of here? Liz motions around to the fact that we are still in a cell. She's got a point there, guys, Silica chimes in. What if we just log off or um, maybe kill each other and won't that take us back to spawn, Ruin asks. Two problems with that idea, smart guy. One, we don't have our weapons. And two, we would just respawn in a cell. That's how jail cells work, Liz says, and hits him in the back of the head. Yeah, we all busted out laughing. I know, I know, that's not right, but come on, she totally gibsed him. Who this? Hey, is this Jim? Maybe. Oh, great. I'm Billy. I've been trying to contact you for weeks about your podcast extended warranty. Oh, no, not again. But listen, I got some great deals about the Zeo the Hero podcast. Do you have a minute to listen? Can I take a phone survey afterwards and, you know, just put negative reviews? Yeah, no. But listen here. We range from 90s Power Rangers, 90s nostalgia, giant robots, interrogating cosplayers, maybe even moon landing. But you gotta listen in each week to find out what kind of shenanigans and numbskullery we get into with us or our guest of the week. Can I hang up now? Yeah, there's gonna be a phone survey uh, in about 15 minutes, all right? You're gonna call back, right? No, not me. It's an automated message. Okay. Tired as dang stupid spam calls in the middle of dinner. An hour passes as we all sit in the dark cell when a guard shows up, opens the gate, and tells us all to get out and follow him. The guard leads us into a huge throne room. The room itself was bright and warm. It was covered in gold and red adornment. On each side of the room sat rows and rows of seats that were, at this time, empty. And at the far end of the room sat three thrones that were signified by three pillars. On the throne... To the left set Thor, the one to the right, Frigga set, and the one in the middle is where Odin himself set. Odin, Allfather, was dressed in all gold armor, and in his left hand he held a spear. His hair was long and white, as was his beard. Over his right eye was a golden patch. At his feet lay two wolves the size of houses, and on his shoulders sat two crows, that were as big as pterodactyls. The aura he was giving off was palpable. Who among you slayed my son? When Odin spoke, the room shook. As a group, we all stepped forward, but Ruin pushed me inclined to the side and stepped out holding his hand up. It was me. I was the one that threw the spear that killed Boulder, sir. Tell me, small one, how did you know that mistletoe spear would kill him? Sir, I had no idea that it would kill Boulder. The old man in the meadow told me the spear was one of a kind and I should test it against Boulder. Old man? Odin asked, raising an eyebrow. Yes, your honor. There was a human man selling 
weapons that were our size. This old man, did he have a tiger pattern cloth with him? Thor interjects. Ruin looks puzzled for a moment, then nods. Thor looks over at his father. It was Loki. That is one of his transformations. Odin nods and looks down at Ruin. One of the wolves sneezes, and the whole room falls silent. It felt like forever, but it was really only a few seconds. But then, Odin started to laugh out loud, a deep belly laugh. Then Thor started laughing, and finally, so does Frigga. We all exchange looks of concern. Bring them their weapons, Odin ordered, and one of the guards nodded and ran off. Um... Huh? I blurt out. I am letting you go free, Odin states. Why? Ruin asks. <laughs> you were played for a fool, little fairy, Thor says, still laughing, as the guard returns and hands us all back our weapons and gears. Is that Excalibur and Merlin's wand, I see? Odin asks. Yes, sir, it is, Asuna says. You must truly be great warriors in your land. They are, father. It was this same group. Well, not the green one. He's new. But they helped me defeat the frost giant, Thor says. It is why I asked for their help, my love, Frigga adds in. But we failed you. There, my lady, Klein replies. We all take one knee in front of the royals. No, you were tricked by the trickster, Odin corrects. I want you to return to your land and know that Asgard is not angry with you, and if we need your aid one day, that you will answer the call. Lord Odin, you have our word that we will come if you ever need us, I say. Then go, little ones, Odin orders. We all bow to him, and a screen pops up in front of us. Complete mission? We all press yes, and in a blinding light, we are all teleported back to... Yggdrasil City Square. The end of this adventure left us all feeling defeated. And there you have it. The end of the Boulder arc for Sword Art Online Dark Forest. I would like right now to say that Storytime with Cosplay Dude 637 is going to take a short break for the holidays. I will be back in January with a new episode of Shadowhunters. So just keep listening for that, and I thank you so much for all the support, guys. You have no clue what it means to me. And yeah, till next year. Later days. I wonder if this lie inside my heart has been right here all along. And I've never noticed it at all. Cause every time I stumble down or have to take the long way around, shines on me
Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed that story. I'd just like you all to remember that all my fanfictions are exactly that, fanfictions, and have no connection to the mainstream continuity that they're from. No copyright infringement was intended. I'd like to now take the time to thank my supporters, the Zeo to Hero Network, Jim and Billy, the Bulk and Skull of Podcasting over on the Zeo to Hero Podcast, Ben, the Baker Ranger on Baker Ranger Movie Talks, 
Mark the Red Cornish Ranger on Nerds Through Comics, Iron Avenger 52 on TikTok and Instagram, and of course, Neon Lights on YouTube. Guys, give them a listen. They have supported me so much, I'd love to return the favor by you guys going and supporting them. I'd also take this time to thank some of the friends of the Zero to Hero Network. Ty Tiger on Tiger Tales. Till next time. Later days.